Blog Talk Radio. for tuning in to Energy Awareness Radio. So are you a follower of Eckhart Tolle or Deepak Chopra, Debbie Ford, or some of the many others in the growing mainstream fields of spiritual enlightenment and shadow work? If you are, 
Well, and just hold on because you are going to love this show. This is T-Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice, located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audio books and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer free of charge and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest is Will Schneider, a full-time writer living in the wine country of Sonoma County. He formerly worked in business development and spent years as the licensing director for the world-renowned artist Laurel Birch, and he was a national sales manager in both the wine industry and high-tech arena. He is an adventurer at heart, being naturally drawn to the edge of things. Will has equally experienced a calling to explore and push the boundaries of his inner world, and he spent decades deeply immersed in the study of various metaphysical traditions. 35 years of intense training from a variety of exceptional spiritual teachings has allowed him to develop a really wide-ranging platform of knowledge and understanding regarding the human inner landscape and our potential range of consciousness. And we are so fortunate to have him here with us now. Welcome to the show, Will. Thank you for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? Oh, I'm doing great, and thank you for uh, for inviting me. I, you know, when I I saw the the nature of your show, I got so excited because <laughs> I mean, energy awareness is, you know, we're vibratory creatures, right? And mm-hmm. and our energy, what we do with it, how how we can increase it, how we block it, how we can refine it, you know, that's really kind of where it's at. It is, and your book speaks really very well to that. Only people may not realize it as they're reading it if they're not into energy therapy. But your book, which is Lucifer's Game, you're playing it whether you know it or not. First of all, the title alone invites one in. And then upon reading, I just did not want to put it down. The subject, our shadow, our dark side, is one that, you know, as I said in the intro, others have delved into, but certainly not in this way, certainly not as a story, you know, it had unexpected uh, turns. It was coupled with humor and insight. And, and it was from the perspective of the dark side, Lucifer, Satan, the devil, whatever. It's truly thought provoking. And I found it fascinating. So not just as a story unfolded, but also to think about how did this come about? So I would like to start if we can with that very question. How did you come to write this book? <laughs> well, it's a good question. So, um, you know what happened to you is, um, so I've been a student, you know, for for a long, long time of the metaphysical, and the nature of being a student is you're, you know, you're taking, right, taking, taking information, taking knowledge, and I got this hit about three years ago to give something back. It was just like some some part of myself just kind of it was like an order you know offer something back so i stood back and i thought well yeah i knew it would be in the form of writing because that's what i do and i i could have picked from all kinds of different areas and i just i just decided to do this i noticed 
uh, a kind of weakness in the uh, so-called, you know, spiritual path. My own uh, friends of mine, all many others that I've, you know, witnessed, and that is that there's a tendency for those of us who, you know, we consider ourselves spiritual people, right? So there's this tendency to to lean towards the light and mm-hmm. create this, you know, the self-image of, you know, love and kindness and generosity, truthfulness. Those are great. You know, they're wonderful spiritual qualities, right? But what about my very unspiritual side that doesn't fit that, you know, that rosy self-image? What am I doing mm-hmm. with that side of myself? And what we end up doing is we push those rejected parts of ourselves, the counterpart, you know, the, uh, there's, okay, there's my, my rosy truthfulness. Well, what about the liar in me, for example, right? Mm-hmm. There's the part of me that is uh, very generous, but what about my greedy streak? You know, all those negative parts of me that I don't want to know about or face just get shoved underground, and that's what creates our shadow side. And what I've seen, in again, in my own work, and you, you can really see it in teachers and evolved, you know, gurus and that type, you know, who get halfway up the mountain, so to speak, and then take the mm-hmm. disastrous falls from grace, right? Like, why is that? Well, they haven't done their shadow work. It comes up from below and sabotages us. So I thought that's a, that's an area that needs discussion. And I thought, you know, I don't know about about you, but, I, you know, I don't like being preached at, you know. Right. And <laughs> so I thought, you know, I'm going to I'll write a story, an engaging tale and and weave the the point I'm trying to make into the storyline, right? And and just pour the knowledge that I that I have into the tale so that it it's it's easy to you go on the ride of the story, but at the same time, if you're interested, you can pick up the message. So it kind of evolved mm-hmm. that way. And you can pick up the message. And, and I, like, I like learning that way. We're adults. We don't, most yeah. of us don't like being preached at. You know, school days right. are over. So when we've read <laughs> the other books, it, it, sometimes they're very complex, and you're thinking, oh, this is not what I was looking for. And, and then you don't continue. This book you don't want to put down it draws you in and the it, it was just so fascinating throughout the whole book because it is from the perspective of the dark side not what the dark side is you get that not how to get over it you get that in this book too but it's from the perspective of at least that's how i read it i read it as i'm seeing it being talked about from that side and there was a real understanding of what it is and how it affects each and every one of us and i think we've all been in situations where you know when your dark side comes out you know you know it that's it's the dark side you know you just know you know when you're not doing the right thing you get that gut feel and right. and it it just really I don't know, it draws you in and you learn so much from this, far more than, I mean, I read a book a week for my show, and I've been doing this for eight years, nine years now, so I've read a lot of books. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This really gets to the point in a much quicker and more, um, oh, I don't know what the word is here, and it's just an easier way of learning it and getting it, and, and you feel good about it, because we all have a dark side. 
Is any yeah. of what is in the book, though, based on your personal life experiences as far as the experiences in the book? Um, yeah. I mean, the fun thing about being a writer, especially a writer on the metaphysical side of things, mm-hmm. is, you know, like, okay, so here I write this story about the light and the shadow, right? So my main character, Jackson, is a guy who's, you know, focused on the light side of himself. And the Lucifer character in my book has no religious connotations, but what he is, he's the champion of the shadow, all the shadow side of ourselves. You know, he holds the torch for all those parts that we reject. He keeps them alive and cooking under the surface. And so Lucifer's game is to keep us in a state of sleepy consciousness, you know, to, to not allow us or want us to kind of snap out of it and wake up and bring to, to in, other, in order to bring our light to our shadow side. So, um, yeah, so to, to answer your question, it was, it was so interesting to, in order to, to really breathe life into my Lucifer character, I had to, like, really crawl into the skin of my shadow, mm. my own shadow, yeah. right? And really yeah. kind of be able to feel those qualities and those those energies in order to be able to articulate it from that perspective. I'm very familiar with my light side, you know, and so mm-hmm. it was it was a gas really to be able to crawl into the skin of of both sides because so much of the book is a dialogue between the two. Do you do you feel, and I understand you getting the guidance when you mentioned that a few moments ago when you said, you know, I had this this uh, this desire to do this. I needed to give back. Right. I get that because sometimes things happen in life, and, and I, I take it as divine intervention. We're being guided to do something, and yeah. we just go through with it. And do you feel that perhaps part of this book or, or any of it at all might have been channeled to you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about... Um... I don't know about channeling, you know, whether it was channeled from somewhere from the exterior, but Mm -hmm. it definitely felt like at least from my own higher nature, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. the way, the the way it works for me team is I, I I tend to walk around with a pen and a paper in my pocket and Mm -hmm. because I get these hits, they're like a download, you know? Yes. And I have to like stop sometimes and and scribble it down before it's gone, and it can only be maybe a sentence or two, and then and then I capture it before you know I, I forget it, and then right. I can expound on it later, and it can be pages of something. But um, so a lot of what I got from this story kind of came in that way. It was like coming from somewhere, and it's like this story wanted to be told, and I was that- like going to be the vehicle to tell it right 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 and that's kind of what i meant by channeling because and i don't yeah. mean you know you're hearing voices in your head and you're taking dictation but you know but that can happen too because many times i've written something and thought i did not write that there is no way yeah. i wrote that <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. i just no yeah it isn't me you know so i i feel sometimes and i am not an author although i do have a children's book that i'm trying to get published right now um oh. that i know was 
that was dictation from the universe. I, I, I'm yeah. a ghostwriter for the universe in that instance. And, and that's why I asked, because I thought, this is just so different. Uh, is there yeah. any part of it? And I wanted to see where you sat with that. Uh, and, yeah. and I want to ask you this, too, because uh-huh. this, uh, given the work that you do, you must. You absolutely must. And then I'm going to ask you what this means. Do you believe in, in uh, like you said, you got hits. So you believe in getting signs. Oh, absolutely. I, I had an experience. Do you want to hear my first, like, really metaphysical experience? It takes a couple of sure. minutes to tell it. Yeah, right ahead. But it, 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 went, it, it happened when I was about eight years old, and this was my first experience of beings outside of myself. Mm-hmm. So I got that message really early. I mean, eight years old is pretty early, right? So yes. the short version of this story is that I'm alone in the house, which was unusual because we had lots of kids, and I'm lying on my stomach in the living room reading something, and I heard a voice up in the upper left-hand corner of the room, mm-hmm. and it was clear as a bell, and it said two words to me. It said, play golf. Play okay. golf. And I, and I just got shivers going up my spine, and I sat up, and I was, play golf. So... I'm eight years old. I don't play golf. My my older brother had some golf clubs, right? But you don't. I didn't touch his stuff because he'd kill me. But I was I was ordered to do this, right? So I went into his room. I get the golf club and a couple of balls. I go in the backyard, and I start swinging at these balls. And the first one went into the bushes. Second one went nowhere. The third one, I hit it just right, and it went, and I was in this little sort of middle-class neighborhood with little backyards. And I go, put the club down, you know, climb fences to go find the ball, and about three yards over, I see it. I go over, I pick it up, and I turn to leave, and as I'm leaving, it was, it was under a tree, and as I'm leaving, I see, I look up, and I see a little pair of tennis shoes coming down out of the branches. And so I thought, wow, that's weird. And then I see that there's a pair of legs connected to this tennis shoe. So I separate the branches, and what I see is a little boy, maybe like four years old, and he was all dressed up in an army outfit with a helmet and, you know, uh, a rifle. And, and he had stretched a rope from branch to branch to branch like a spider web, and he had slipped and fallen. Mm. And the rope had crossed his neck, and he couldn't mm. move his arms because of the backpack and the rifle. And mm-hmm. he had been—he had been struggling, and he had stopped struggling, and he was just sitting there with his head, you know, and just dangling from that rope. And his face was just purple, right? Mm. And I pushed up on his feet, and he fell into my arms, and I laid him on the ground, and. I was a Boy Scout at the time, and they teach you that, you know, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation thing, which you never think you're ever going to use, right? Right. And I just started working on him, and he slowly, after about five minutes, I heard a little cough, and he came back. You know, he came, he he just eventually sat up and just started crying. So I took him to his house and, and then went back home, and then it occurred to me, like, wow. What a way mm-hmm. to get somebody over there to help that kid, right? It's like his guide or angel or whatever you want to call it looked, scanned the neighborhood, saw me and said, okay, kid, you'll do. Now, here's how I'm going to get you over there, right? 
Right, right. Uh, how weird is that? Well, it is and it isn't, you know, I mean, because it yeah. is for people who don't do this type of work. But when you do, it's like, oh, yeah, well, that's that was definitely a sign you needed to go and do that. Now, yeah. let me ask you, did, did you keep in touch with that child? I mean, they only lived three you yards know, over. Yeah, they ended up moving. So I, I don't know what ended up happening. But um, I, w- I was kind of the little hellraiser of the neighborhood. So his mother didn't <laughs> like me. And so, I, you know, we weren't friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's unfortunate that she doesn't know what you did for her. I mean, she yeah. she will learn that at some point, but she does, you know, at that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at some point. But you know, my my point yeah. is, yeah, you know, there you can get guidance from different places. You can, and then sometimes you just don't know. And I'll give you a for instance. This happened with your book. <laughs> yeah. I'm preparing for the show, and I. You know, I take notes as I read through the book. I I don't write in books because, to me, they're sacred, so I just don't write in them. But I take notes on a steno pad. And I started typing something this very morning. And I flipped open the book, and I was on Chapter 1. And I was like, okay, well, I you know, I know what I have notes. And Chapter 1, under the very first thing, it says First Contact, and it reads, Pleased to meet you. Hope you guessed my name. But what's puzzling you is the nature of my game. You know, the Rolling Stones song. Love that song. Everybody loves that song. Okay. Just as I start to type, I hear from the kitchen, the TV is on, and there's a commercial. And they're saying, please meet you. <laughs> well, you guess what? Oh, I'm not, wow. Are kidding me? I'm like, are you kidding me? I haven't heard that song in like years, years, years. And, wow. And I, just, <laughs> I, I, stopped, and I thought, what does that mean? Is Lucifer here? Because yeah. you need to go away. <laughs> I like, yeah. no, Lucifer, you're not allowed in my house. I just thought that was the weirdest thing, and I wanted to tell you that because when was the last time? I have no idea what the product was. I'm sure it was for a commercial. I don't know what the product was. I'm going to have to Google television commercial plus Rolling Stone song and see what I come up with. I meant to do that, but is that not bizarre? That is bizarre. Wow. Yeah. Auspicious. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I thought. I took it that way. I thought, oh, it's going to be a great show. Okay, thank you. And then I said, Lucifer, get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the little entities know you have to be godlike entities, which, you know, that's my work. I deal with the light. But I will say this. It's so interesting because in reading the book, and I didn't know this was happening. I was reading the book, and I finished it on um, Sunday, I guess it was, for the most part. Yeah. And I had a client on Monday night come in, and we were talking, and she was telling me something about a person in in her life. And I said, okay, well, you're expecting this person to do this and you're waiting on tender hooks and living on eggshells. And yet you just told me that's what you do. Do you see that that's both of your your side? And I thought, oh my God, I'm just using the language now. (laughs) I don't usually do that. Do you see that that's your darker side and you're looking for it in him when maybe it's not his darker side? You're like projecting, don't do that. And she was kind of stupefied too, because it is hard to hear that you have a darker side and you do that, but she admitted it. And because she admitted it, like there was a light that went off, you know, yeah. and she knew. See, it, you know, that is great because, I mean, the whole point of like, it's so much easier to ignore our shadow side, right? Because mm-hmm. we buried it for a reason, right? There, we reject those parts of ourselves, but we pay no, we a big, big price for that. Yeah. You know, it. Yeah. like, for example, this is, not going to be any news to you because you know you're an energy master but how much energy does it take to keep those powerful forces buried right it's so hard. And how much energy is locked up in those those shadow qualities that can actually 
you know, become allies once they're kind of brought into the light side. And once you can see it, absolutely, you know, because yeah. once you face it, realize, yeah, I do do that, don't I? Then you're, yeah. it's all about being aware and using it for its best because you can turn the dark into the light. That's it. That's the work. You know, that's the conscious work. That's going against Lucifer's game, right? That's what he yeah. doesn't want us to do in my story. Right. His whole thing mm-hmm. is keeping us asleep and keeping the unconscious unconscious so that we're, you know, what he calls sheeple. You know, we're easy to manipulate yes. and everything goes his way. So, um, yeah, so that that's the work. And it, it's actually exciting. It is, and I liked, you know, like that word sheeple. I'm like, oh, yeah, people are sheep. It's sheeple. This is good. I like that. You know, you really, yeah. when it was first used, it was like, okay, I get it. You didn't need a definition or anything. I mean, there are books you read, and there's actually in the back like a, a dictionary, and I think, oh, my gosh, there's a dictionary. This is not going to be an easy read. But you guys had just flowed along, and you knew exactly what it was. And, yeah. you know, but the cool part was that, well, first of all, do you believe in Satan? Well, I... I believe, like I, what I did T in my story, I think there's, there is like a real dark energy in the world, and mm-hmm. I kind of stayed away from that. That mm-hmm. you know, that the whole kind of real satanic thing. What I was focusing on, like my Lucifer, is really simply the champion of our shadow, right? Right. But I. I yeah I think there's uh, I think there's real evil in the world you know I think there's all the more reason to not shy away and and be fearful of you know standing I mean the whole point of my book is to ultimately to be able to through raising your energy raising your consciousness be able to stand in a place where not only can I like feel my light you know my 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 spiritual qualities for example but i can also hold bring out of hiding my shadow qualities you know feel them one at a time own them okay you know i i get it you're a part of me you're not going to run my life but i'm not going to disown you and you don't have to sabotage me right and then be able to hold in a in a kind of a new equilibrium, a new sense of balance, both of those realms, and then and then be able to move forward uh, from that place, much in a much yeah. more balanced, you know, spot. Right, because it is all about balance, and and I agree with you because I think there is there are evils in this world, but I. Yeah. Don't know that I believe in Satan. I know that, but I think that we do that. I think that's all of our. And you refer to them as shadowlings, which I liked a lot better than you know, because it is yeah. a shadowling. We all have it, you know. Uh, yeah. And I think it's just if somebody is from a place where things were never good and they didn't have the opportunity to see what good could be, they may have more shadowlings present that they yeah. play with, and yeah. are they they be their shadowling rather than they be their light. Does that make sense? No, it does. It really does. You know, it's like what what drives us. Yes, 
exactly. And once you get a taste of the good that drives you, you can start to foster that and, and make that better. One of the words that you used, I liked this too, is you spoke about the golden shadow. So let's talk yeah. about that. Tell us about the golden shadow. That was cool. Oh, yeah. See that, you know, the 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 topic of the, the shadow isn't all just uh, negative aspects of ourselves that we've pushed down in a way. That's a big part of it. But most of us also have uh, what, what they refer to as a golden shadow, which are, you know, light-filled qualities that got shoved down in a way. Like, for example, uh, you know, there may be something like um, uh, courage, right, where mm-hmm. uh, because a kid – might have been, as a child, a, a, a young girl, for example, might have just been, you know, naturally courageous, but her parents, you know, beat that out of her. Like, for one reason or another, they wanted her to be more meek. Or This is just an example, like toe yeah. the line, you know, that kind of thing. So they squelched that light, that, that brilliancy, that that energy, that power. And so... Like, that's not acceptable, right? And so the right. kid, what do they do? They take that incredible quality and it gets stuffed down into their shadow, right? So that be, that's their golden shadow. It's, it's uh, what one would, would consider to be, you know, one of our, our light-filled qualities gets pushed down in a way as well. Right. So instead of because somebody squelches it out of you, you kind of put it aside. Say, okay, that can't be a good thing. I can't be like that. And yeah, yeah. And then you have no. So down it goes. Yeah, and then you don't bring it in when you need it. You know, you don't remember that you have. Can't. You don't even know you have it because it's unconscious, right? right? Yeah, it was so squelched, and 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 I think it's a lot of brainwashing will do that. Oh yeah. Squelch that are, are good and, and it's so easy to do with children because yeah. they're young. Oh yeah. Which is not they look to us. They, they look to for, the adults for guidance and guidance, you know, adults are pretty screwed up for the most part a lot of times. You know. Yeah, well, and and so, you know, the poor child just gets mixed messages and they they have to sort through this incredibly holistic nature of theirs and only these parts of themselves are fostered and encouraged and these part other parts have to get split off and shoved away and but you know what's weird is we the part of the shadow's funny because we think there's kind of this mental picture that um most of us aren't even in touch with what's down in our shadow right why is that because mm-hmm we have this ability to kind of out of sight, out of mind, right? Right. But it doesn't work that way. It might be out of <laughs> sight, but it's not out of our psyche. It's underground. And that's not good because that, you know, that's, that's where, you know, in my, in my story, that's Lucifer, you know, that's what he's counting on. And he keeps those, right. those energies, those shadowlings cooking, and every once in a while, sends them up, you know, to sabotage us, and so that can the be price explosive. Yeah, it oh, can be explosive. God, yes. Absolutely, yeah. If you are not, yeah. because if you're tending a fire, you know how to 
shift the embers so they burn over here and there and everything's in balance. <laughs> yeah. But if That's you true. don't, right, then you can come back and it's like, why is there a bonfire? You know, well, nobody yeah. was sending no, fire. No, you got it. Just That's it. a yeah. great analogy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's oh, a... my goodness. <laughs> I think that um, I think that a couple of the things that you talked about that maybe people don't also think about are, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes there are people who it's hard to say it, it, it they they almost live constantly for their dark side. I mean, I could relate to Lucifer because there are people I know who will yeah. once they get they're fine. OK, they're going along fine. But then something gets a hold of them. Now they're on a streak to sabotage somebody, to ruin somebody, to bring yeah. them down at all cost. Yeah, and yeah. see, that's when they're not and they won't recognize it until maybe there's a loss of a friendship or a loss of right. a relationship of some sort. And then then they might not even get it because they still think they're right. And it's like, no, wow. Exactly. The self-justification that surrounds Mm -hmm. some of our shadow actions, you know, uh, keeps us from ever actually taking responsibility for any of that, you know. The thing that's kind of interesting is, like, it's real, it's not easy to, to see what's down in one's shadow, you know, because it's, it's so camouflaged and buried for the most part, typically. Mm -hmm. But the way, if there's, if somebody's really interested, there's a real easy way to spot what is it that really pushes my buttons in life. You know, what really pisses me off. You know, like when I mm-hmm. see about somebody or something. You know, I see somebody doing something. I hate that. You know, I, where there's a real charge behind it. Right? Chances are that very thing is in my shadow and it's vibrating and I can't face it. So I hate it out here. Right. Right. It's the mirroring. Absolutely. It's the mirror. Right. But see, that's such a key, you know, if you're interested in seeing, okay, well, I really, you know, it takes a lot of courage, but if you, you know, if you're really interested in seeing what's in one's shadow, where am I projecting in life? You know, what really bugs me? And then, Mm -hmm. Once I see it out there, start to recognize it within. Like, I'll give you an example, just being real honest. So, um, okay, so politically right now, wow. You know, talk about the shadow, right? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's so interesting (laughs) to see some of these characters that are on the big stage, one in particular, that is Mm -hmm. just stirring up all this collective shadow. You know, there's the individual shadow that we all have, and then there's the collective shadow, which is the global, like, you know, the the global shadow side. And, you know, it's like all this is getting stirred up and the the racism and the uh, misogyny and, you know, all of the, the hatreds and all that stuff. Is, is all coming up, you know? And I, if there's one thing that bugs me, it's, you know, racism. Mm-hmm. And I really saw how that was just hitting a button in me big time. It's just the way it's been coming up recently in the last month. And I thought, okay, well, how about that? You know, it had such a charge for me. And so, I really went into it, you know, I really meditated on that and kind of went deep, deep into my, you know, psyche. 
and I found the racist in me. You know, it was mm-hmm. way in there. It was, it was deep and kind of hidden away. But I found him and brought him out, and sure enough, you know, under certain conditions, I, I'm a racist. I had that in me. And it was buried away and really pissing me off out there, right? Mm-hmm. But now that I have come in touch with that part of me, it's like, okay, I get it. I let, I allowed it to come in, and I felt it. And now I'm sort of, it, I'm incorporating that part of me into my conscious self, and now it doesn't have to hide. And it's certainly not some part of me that I want to feed, but I'm not going to deny it either, right? So right. I don't have to keep that energy of screwing the lid on that and trying to keep it you know, down and away. So does that make sense? It does, and I think, to be honest with you, um, when it comes to certain things, like racism, I think everybody is. I don't care who yeah. says they're not. At some point, somewhere you are, we all have racism, jealousy, vindictiveness. We're all manipulative. We all have hate within us. We all are mean-spirited at times. We all have rage and anger and all of the yep. things that all are the dark that. side. We have it. It's a matter of learning from it. And I will say this, too, that sometimes people, you'll see somebody doing something, and for some reason, it bugs you, like you said. It really bothers you. So the first yeah. thing I do is I think, okay, is this something that I do and I don't want to do it and I'm seeing it that person? Or yeah. are they doing something that I'd love to do and it's ticking me off that I can't? Because there's two <laughs> ways to too, look yeah. at it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like if they're, if they're doing really well at something, that's the jealousy, though. See, that's right. the jealousy that comes out. So right. you, you kind of got to look at it both ways. But with racism, it's a tough one because the people aren't doing something yeah. you want to do. They're just standing, yeah. you know – people are standing up for rights that aren't necessarily right, their rights, right. what's their belief. And it's like you can't do – you can't – you can stand up for, for rights, but you can't hurt people. You can't right. play that card, you know. Yeah, and I think, it. too, sometimes there's, there's reverse racism, you know, so there's all kinds of things going on with it. It's such a hot topic. There's so exactly. much going on with it. But we all have and it. And it's all coming up, you know. Oh, so yeah, it's, big time. It's a really good opportunity to kind of take a look. Yeah, yeah. even though you don't want to, you know, because nobody wants to admit they might be racist. But, you know, if you tell a joke that might be racist, guess what? You're racist if you laughed at it. You know, it's a stupid thing, but just know it and own it and say, yeah, okay, I laughed at it, so that makes me racist. Yeah, every single person on the planet, I don't care if you're black, white, yellow, green, a smurf, I don't care. I don't care what color you are. You know, everybody's got this little bit of racism in them. So, you know, and it's not, yeah, yeah, and it's it's not just... um, you know, because it's a cultural thing, too. I mean, you know, like people will say, well, I can tell this joke because I'm Polish, so I can laugh at myself. Well, you can tell any joke you want. It doesn't mean you're a yeah. horrible person, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. sometimes we take things to the extreme, you know. Yeah. Um, no, I, I but, agree. And I think the beauty of what you're talking about, being able to recognize that in, in, in oneself, is that, I mean, ultimately, in my view, the goal is is – to reconnect with the fact that, you know, reconnect with the wholeness in our nature, that we're, there's a wholeness. And what happens with the light and the shadow, when those two split, then we're like, it's only, we're, there's only half of us operating, right? And the right. other half is operating under the surface. And ultimately, 
as you know, you look at children, they're whole. And then as yeah. as a child starts to grow up, they get split in half, right? What's acceptable. We what do that to them. Yeah, we do yeah, that to them. Yeah, we've done that yeah. to them. And and we that was them. done to us, right? And <laughs> yeah. and it goes on and on. Every generation passes it on, right? And I think there's a wonderful opportunity. This is a very cool time to be alive, you know, because there's so much yeah. freedom and knowledge um, available to us now. And ultimately, to me, the, the, the end result is to try to reestablish wholeness, you know, where, you know, all of me is, 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 is operating as one as opposed to, you know, split in half. Yes, and I oftentimes say to people, we have much to learn from children because we came in knowing exactly how to be, and then yeah. the people that are older than us wreck us, and we wreck right. those that are coming in. We just That's we just right. wreck them. You know, it's exactly. like why are we ruining this beautiful thing? They have it. They have it yeah. down pat, but because they're young, we figure we have to change them. Why don't we learn from yeah. them? You know, we we should learn from animals too. They also come in knowing, yeah. and and they just be. You know, yeah, one of the um, one of the. One of the other things you speak about in the book are the three dimensions or the three levels of consciousness or levels of consciousness. So I wanted to talk about those for a bit. So let's start with okay, great. the third dimension. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what I was, I was bringing in a matrix that is, I use the term dimensions, but you know, to follow it, you have to, you have to realize I'm not talking about some other matrices like the third, the fourth dimension for, for some people is like the astral plane and that kind of thing. I'm not talking about that. Right. Right. So I'm talking about the energy of the, of our awareness. That's the nature of your show. Right. Right. So <laughs> um, what I referred to is to see if this makes sense. Okay. So the third dimension is, is the state of consciousness where nature left us off as a human species, okay? Um, mm-hmm. And that's all of us. Just look look at us, any of us, look at people walking down the street. You know, we're all in what I would call the third dimension. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that, the, the characteristics of the third dimension, you know, it's great to be human, you know. Uh, we're um, self-reflective, which you know, like we're just smart enough to realize to have an individuality. Um, the nature of the third dimension is that, uh, but the, the the key characteristic is that our consciousness, if you really pay attention, our consciousness is all over the map, right? We're drawing, mm-hmm. we're we're flitting all over the place, right? Where our mind is so so driving that we're thinking about the future, we're thinking about the past, we're anywhere, we're distracted, we're, we're absorbed in anything. We're, at any moment, we're, we're lost in some way. It's, it's what Lucifer calls, you know, waking sleep. And so it doesn't make any sense that we're in a waking sleep until you wake up, right? Right. And that's the fourth dimension, and what I mean by that is that the fourth dimension is is when in any given moment we can snap out of it, like like that foggy sort of place of the third dimension, and suddenly be present, 
like right here, right now, mm-hmm. awake, right? There's an awakeness. And there's somebody home in me right now, right? It's like my eyes are like windows, you know, where there's someone actually looking out of these windows. You know, I'm, I'm present in this right. moment. And 10 seconds from now, I can lose that, and I'm back in the third dimension, right? But it's, it's elevating my awareness into where there's someone home, where I'm, where I'm actually in my body right here in this moment. It's very, very slippery to, to maintain that for any length of time. Yes. And, and then we, you know, it's like gravity pulls us back to the third dimension. But once you discover that fourth dimension, it's like, yeah, I get it. I'm walking around in a fog bank most of the time. You know, I'm not home. I'm not present in, in that sense. So, so that's a, so from, in my own, on my own path, it's been this ongoing, it's like a muscle that needs to be worked and worked and worked in order yeah. to, you know, to become more, raise my energy, raise my awareness, raise my awakeness, and lift the fog off. And it's always worth it. I, I particularly love it when I'm out in nature, for example, and I'm just walking in some beautiful place, and I, you know, it's like, and I get into that fourth dimension of being absolutely there, right there. So it's mm-hmm. simple, but so profound. And then everything just kind of jumps out, you know, the beauty and the, the soft breeze on my face and the feeling the sun on my back and, you know, um, just the aliveness that comes with being present. And from that personal presence, there is then the fifth dimension, which is kind of, that's where you start getting into the, you know, the oneness. You know, the the the, the gurus talk about we're all one, right? Yes. Well, that makes absolutely no sense to us in our third dimensional state. What do you mean we're all one? Are you kidding? We're all individuals, right? But in the fifth dimension, that personal presence of the fourth dimension, it's like the drop. Uh, melts into the ocean mm-hmm. and we see that we're actually swimming in a field of alive beingness and we're one drop of all of that alive universal awakeness that's happening all the time you know this time is something we've invented to organize our life horizontal time all the while we're swimming in eternity right and that's that's where we start touching into the fifth dimension. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me because I, well, being an energy therapist, I think of everything, everything is energy, absolutely everything. Yeah. The chair you're sitting on, the cars you drive, the roads you drive on, everything. And the only difference is the way the molecules came together and whether or not they have DNA. So there you yeah. go. So, and I look at that yeah. and I think we're all made up of the same stuff. So if we're all made up of the same stuff, the things that we do to us are going to affect others because energy affects energy. So any negative thoughts you have are going to affect the whole. Any positive thoughts you have are going to affect the whole. And the easiest way to explain it to people is to say, you know, you walk into a room and the air is so thick you can cut it with a knife. And then somebody comes in with a much higher vibration and people start to Mm -hmm. shift or vice versa everybody's in a great mood and one person comes in in a miserable mood and now people start going downhill. That's the energy shifting. And it depends on how much 
energy there is behind the the positive or negative vibration what's the energy or what the vibration is behind the the positive or negative energy will shift the other you can't change people but they will change because of you so we're all interacting with each other and our energy fields are melding together the goal is to you know just just be just maintain your own energy field and we'll all be fine (laughs) well exactly and you know it's funny because we're we're locked into seeing with our senses so you know what we Mm -hmm. see what we hear what we touch what we smell what we hear but we're kind of out we're not sensitive enough to the subtle senses like what you're talking about right energy we're vibratory creatures right we're an energy field we're a field of energy that goes way outside of our body and the more you know the the more awake we are the the higher our vibration the, the stronger our field and i think i i think you're exactly right we're we're affecting each other on an energetic level but because it's not as obvious as our typical five senses you know, being able to register it at that level, we're kind of clueless about it, you know, for the most part. And it's what the kind of work you're doing is so valuable because you're, you know, exploring the subtle sense that uh, that's the deeper nature of things. And anybody can do this work. I really think children should be taught, and they're teaching children in, over in England how to do things so that they can feel differently and know what the energy is, and they're able yeah. to tell what something is with an eye mask on, you know, they've got, they're blindfolded and they can write right. something and they know what the person wrote. It, it yeah. is, uh, you can feel into it. We can learn to do that. Everybody can uh-huh. learn to do it. There's nothing special and nobody is a healer because nobody heals or cures anyone. We don't, we heal ourselves. We just need that nudge of the energy being given to us from someone who has the ability to, you know, be the conduit and do that. And when you practice that enough, you can literally walk by people in a store and you get it. You can pick yes. up on stuff. You, yeah. yeah, there's no there's no doubt. So, you know, that's probably the biggest thing when I go into schools and talk to people is say, if if you knew that what you were doing to someone else was actually hurting you, would you do it? That's a question. You need to always yeah. ask that question. You know, yeah. do I need to say this? Do I need to say it now? And does it need to be said now by me? Those are three questions mm-hmm. you ask when you're talking about auditory, you know. So there's a lot of stuff like that that kids probably should be taught so that they can. The world would change. And wouldn't it be great? Well, I think. <laughs> Children are naturally in touch with the subtle senses, yeah. and and then that gets weeded out of them. You know, it's like, oh, stop that, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, they, exactly. It's a plug. And so the plug gets pulled, right? And Yeah, golden shadow. Yep, down it goes. Yep, it actually, it absolutely does. It gets to be the golden shadow, which is really, really a shame. Um, and yeah. now I want to, before, before we, we're getting toward the top of the hour and before we have to go, oh. and this hour just went by way too fast for me. Yeah, um, it did. I want to be able to tell people you have three different websites. I know that there's lucifersgame.com, snapoutofitblog.com, and letterstolucifer.com. <laughs> and all of these are really cool, and people need to go and look at them. But what else do they need to know, and where can they actually buy your book, Lucifer's Game? You're playing it whether you know it or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, so thanks, Dee. So uh, I love supporting the local bookstores. And so mm-hmm. they can local bookstores can order Lucifer's Game because uh, it's mm-hmm. in their catalog. Or, of course, Amazon is a fast way to go. Um, 
my the book website Lucifer's Game is kind of a cool place where my I have it broken. My main character Jackson writes kind of thoughtful blog posts on spiritual mm-hmm. elements, and then Lucifer. This is you know because I try to part of my my uh, way of of bringing this information out is using humor. So Lucifer has kind of like a Dear Abby column. It's called yes. Dirty Laundry, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, there are letters written to him. Dear Lucifer, you know, here's a situation. And then he gives his shadow, you know, shadow uh, advice on what and they should funny. do. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. It is hilarious. So yeah. All of that is under the lucifersgame.com website. And mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, uh, there's the uh, uh, Lucifer's Game on my Facebook page. Uh, it'd be great. Anybody wants to come there and, you know, do the do the Facebook thing with me. So, yeah, so there it is. That is <laughs> and, it. And uh, But this is the first in a series that says right on your book, book one, The Realm of Shadows. So, <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah. so when is the next book coming out? Well, I'm kind of it's it's percolating right now, and I'm, I'm, okay. I'm sketching it out. T. So the first book, Lucifer's Game, is about the light and the the dance between the light and the shadow on the individual level. And that, as you saw, it, the book ends in kind of a, a mind-bending way, so yeah. that the <laughs> second book lends itself towards the shadow in relationship, right? Like everybody's okay. either in a relationship, wants to be in one, has been in one, and the shadow plays a huge part whether people are aware of it or not in relationship. And then the third book that I have in the back of my mind is is Lucifer's game when it played out on the collective shadow level. I want to shine okay. some light on that. You know, I I think our our beautiful fragile planet is just being systematically destroyed by the collective shadow. And I agree. You know, we need just awareness put there. So, so that's kind of the trilogy I've got going. The first one's out, and I, I hope people have a chance to give it a shot and, and, and get the message and go for the ride. I have to say, if you've tried Eckhart Tolle and you found it's too complex, it's too difficult to understand, because it can be, that it seems to be uh, going round and round and not giving you the information you want, put that aside for a moment. If you've read Debbie Ford and you find that to be somewhat um, accusatory, I think I'll use that word, because sometimes it is very, um, you know, it's in your face. And yeah. if you've done Deepak, who's very, he, he doesn't do a whole lot about it. He wrote a book with, with uh, Debbie Ford, but he doesn't do a whole lot himself on it. But if you, any of those were not really to your taste, I guarantee this one will be. This is a great book to learn from, but it is, it, it's enlightening, it's thought-provoking, it's entertaining, it's humorous. It, you don't, do not want to put it down. You do not, and you learn so much from it, and you realize, wow, and you think things through faster than you think you can because you don't want to put it down. You want to move on. So it's, it's a fabulous read. It's not, a, it's not a, a long book. It's a couple hundred pages, and it's a quick read, but it's so thought-provoking. So, you know, Lucifer's Game, you're playing it whether you know it or not, so you might as well learn how to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, gee, just let me say I, I thank you so much for inviting me on this very cool show, and it's so great to connect with you. I love the way you, the way you think, and 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 the way you guide the direction of our of our discussion. So. 
Well, thank you, and I want you back when you do your next book, so please keep oh, me in great. mind, you know? You yes, bet. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. You know, we need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find all kinds of information there about upcoming shows and other things that I'm doing. And also you can go to Soji Huggles Children's foundation and that's at sojihuggles.org it's a foundation i just started for children who are in dire need and that is true in this country and everywhere it's it's not a fallacy go check it out we're doing a lot of good things and i thank you all for going and checking that out don't forget to follow me on twitter at nrg aware radio that's at nrg aware radio i am your host t love here at energy awareness radio intending you and yours a most wonderful week Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. It's not a hand.